Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 318. And away we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty. Joined, as always, Marcus Davenport Schwan Third. What's up, buddy? How you been? I, you know, you're forgetting the important part here. Your favorite actor, Mark Schwan. How's it going, my man? Why are you yelling to this microphone? Come on. Why am I yelling? I'm not yelling. I'm far should, away from the mic. You should be used to this by now. You should be used to my levels by now. We've been doing this for how long? Yeah, but, you know, my computer sucks now, so I can't hear shit from it. <sighs> Story of Michael J. Putty's life. So the, I... That's that's probably why I should be yelling then, so you can hear me. No, I can hear you fine. It's when I play it back, I can't hear shit. Yeah, well, so I, when I post the show, pro- when I, I just keep my fingers crossed. But clearly, you need a new laptop, I dude. Clearly, we're doing fine because people are still coming back. <laughs> people are liking our shit, man. Props, Mickey James. <laughs> yeah, I could die now. Mickey James liked our shit. That's great. Yeah, I thank you. I thank, I you. thank you. See, see, I knew you would win you over. <laughs> you thought, it was, you thought it was so stupid when I started doing it. Well, we started doing it, and then uh, now you're doing it yourself. It's great. That's a one-and-done thing. Is it, though? It is our last show of the year, so I figured, you know, I'd give you a little something. Oh, that's my present? Yeah. That's, that's your present. There you go. Do you have a receipt? No, I don't. Oh, so I can't return So it. you have to keep it. That sucks. No, yeah. That's yours forever. Indian giving, my friend. <laughs> you're going to give it to you. You're going to give it back to me, aren't you? Uh, thank you. <laughs> there it is. And there it is. <laughs> Anyway, how, how's life going before we get into the news of the week? How's Christmas shopping? I didn't start yet. Dude, yeah, same. I I, I, I always forget about the holidays, really, because I'm just so honed in about what I do. And, yeah, it, it dawned on me today that Christmas is only, like, two weeks away. I, I can't, man. And everyone's bogging down, like, you know, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? Like, I threw it out there, like, hey, let's have an experience together. Let, let's, let's go to an event together or do something. Okay. No, like I don't have time to do that. Let, let me just buy you something. Like I don't want anything. I don't need anything. Like I, I don't want any of these tchotchke things. Like don't waste your money. It's so annoying. I, 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 I hate the holidays because of this. Because it's just such, uh, it's just such a, a forceful gift giving event. <laughs> um, Ebenezer, did your view on this thing change when you had a baby? Doesn't that's also, that's the whole point of Christmas to change your things when a baby comes around? Isn't that it's one of the so pros? Materi- it, it's so materialistic, though. That that's why I can't stand about it. Like, I, I want to teach my daughter. You know, it, it, it's not about the gifts. Yes, of course. We'll. I mean, we're going to give her something, of course, and she. I'm sure she's going to get a million and one things. We're actually talking, but today about bringing two cars down to Long Island because of the expectancy nice. of like you know how much gifts we're going to get for this girl. But it's just insane that we just value things more than moments and people and experiences, and and that's what I really want to teach my daughter about. 
you know, I, I can't wait at the same time. I can't wait for when she's old enough to understand what Christmas is and the holidays are about and to really fully experience that. And, and Which is what? That. But you know, just the, the, the moments and the traditions, you know, just to see the excitement in her face. You know, that, it's, it's really about the kids. But at the same time, I want to teach her, like, you know, how we celebrate Christmas, me and my wife, and, and for her to enjoy that aspect as well. It's weird you bring that up because today I was bored shitless at work. And uh, all of a sudden, I have several friends who are interfaith marriages or just don't believe in anything mm-hmm. raising their children either with nothing or another religion but they still celebrate christmas i'm like what do you tell somebody christmas is about when christmas is about the birth of jesus christ don't need no, i need a philosophical I mean, answer from you because we have a lot of stuff to talk about this thing something i thought about today <laughs> i i know that, that's the conversation off here like, i'm like I, I, oh yeah because christmas is about this christ mass uh whatever i don't get too much until it wasn't that one <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot we could break down on that, but like, yeah, we're doing, again, we're doing the show. Man. We're doing the show. Let's quickly moving on. December 9th, right? I'm walking around my house. I hear Michael Cole tonight say John Cena is going to come on SmackDown December 30th. Mm-hmm. Three weeks away, right. 21 days. I'm like, that's soon. Like, where did this year go? You just mentioned it earlier. Unfortunately, this is our last show of the year. Um, Christmas, New Year's, and next weekend's BCW. We don't we take that weekend off to devote to that. So it turns out our schedules. This is the last show of the year, and it's. Right. What a fucking year it's been. Pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Like, we usually do, like, a year-end awards at this point. Yeah. But, like, the, the way out everything, like, you know, by the way, so thankful to Anthony Cole for er, uh, for having us be part of the commentary team for BCW. So thank you for that. So th- th- it's, it's a new thing with that, that, the new relationship there, or the evolved relationship of you. We always have a relationship with BCW. Uh, it's evolved. uh be like a deeper marriage if you will and then boom back to back you know we have we have christmas we have we have the new year's and also new year's show a bcw day one well. yeah that's insane in the afternoon no hey, less. right it's january 1st welcome to the new year bcw oh, again you- at the bridgefield park new jersey i have january 2nd off so that's not too bad actually well yeah there you go. can't wait tickets available on eventbrite for christmas with a vengeance stay tuned for the new year's show and that would be December seventeenth, Christmas with a Vengeance. Boom! I'm mean, hey man, we're 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 very busy. We're very busy. So unfortunately, we're going to have to delay the year end awards for the beginning of next year's show. Uh, that's what we'll be doing then. Which is kind of better for us because then the year end awards can encapsulate the whole year end. Usually, the year end awards are like the last four weeks of the year. Like, maybe something happens. Maybe it tends not to. They kind of feel like it just sucks. I, it's, 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 like, it's just amazing how we've gone two over two years without doing commentary, and here we are. Doing commentary in, with like back to back in three weeks. Twenty twenty three is right around the corner. My friends gonna be shaping up to be a good year for us. I hope so, man. I hope so. I, I'm I'm ecstatic for it. I, you said this was like a fast year. I feel like this year it, it felt like five years. <laughs> well, that's what having a baby does. I, to I you. guess. Yeah, I was about to say. Your time. I think that's right. Like Loki, right, pretty much. This your timeline. Timeline variance. Mm-hmm. See the blank look in your face. You didn't watch that show. So how about no, I did watch the show? Did you? Oh, that's your, yeah, natural, I like nat- it a lot. that's your natural state of face. That's your natural face. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. That's my default. <laughs> Confused. Anyway, Mark, I think it's enough time. Let's go uh, see what's trending this week. Absolutely, putty. So the acclaimed has been uh, trending quite a bit for a couple of reasons. So one of which here, let me load this up on Twitter. From Dream Loves the Acclaimed at hashtag at uh <laughs> sorry not hashtag at Drain Baminger. W-O-R, the acclaimed are currently the top merch sellers in all of AEW. That's big news. Congrats to them. Obviously, they're very over in AEW as tag team champions. 
Yep. But then some other news broke out that day. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, they released their top tag teams for the year. According to All Wrestling Media, at AWEGRP, uh, the top 10 of the PWI Tag Team 2022, number one, the Usos, number two, FTR, number three, the Briscoes, four, Death Triangle, five, Hazuki and Tugama, uh, Tugama six, RK Bro, seven, the Good Brothers, eight, the Young Bucks, nine, the Hex. Give up for the Hex. Number nine in your playbooks, number one in our hearts. <laughs> and number 10, violence is forever. They claimed the AEW Tag Team Champions are not in the top 10. So, Putty, I have to ask this question. Is he claimed a top tag team, or are they all hype? They're a top tag team. They're probably AEW's most successful tag team they have. They're the number one merch seller, because what? They have a catchy, sexy catchphrase. Some easy hand gesture, like DX. What other team has a catchphrase in AEW? Who else has a catchphrase in AEW? I can't think of one person. Except MJF, maybe. I'm better yeah, I was going to say MJF. Oh, I mean, Britt Baker. Yeah. Hello. Okay. But I haven't seen that on a shirt. I've seen the DMD shirt. We can't put the whole hand gesture on a shirt. The whole scissor or thing. The daddy you. thing. <laughs> There's so many angles they can go merchandise-wise. Hence why they're number one. Well-deserved. Um, they're a great tag team. I think I've always asked when the PWI stuff comes out, what timetable is it, does it encapsulate? I think this one was October the f- to September. The fact that RK Bro is on there, though, I mean, that's... They had a good year. But Randy Orton has been out of action for quite a bit now. Like, I, yeah, but- I don't necessarily think RK Bro should be the top 10, maybe top 20. Like, the acclaimed, they've been around during this whole time. You know, like, I... I, I they have at least. I feel like they kind of blew up only during the summer. They blew up for sure over the summer, but they've been a team longer well, than that. They've been a team for the whole three years, yeah, but they haven't yeah. really been doing much until this whole scissor like, thing hit. And Daddy asked him around. They, with the whole raps angle, like, you know, they were catching steam, especially with Max Caster. Like, you know, he, they were trending for quite a bit with different like, the, uh, uh, raps that he would have uh, when he did his ent- entrances. You know, like, they were around, they were relevant. And yeah, I mean, of course, over the summer, yeah, they caught a lot of steam at a at a great time. I don't know, man. I I, I just feel like either again, yeah, either either they're they're good or they're not. Like, they're not as good as 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 being advertised. I'm not too sure which one it is. Personally, it might be that they're all hype because of the fact that yeah, I mean, top merch sellers for sure. Because I think that has a lot to do with Billy Gunn. I mean, Billy Gunn is a great creative yes. mind. We've talked about this before in the past. You know, uh, obviously being part of the New Age Outlaws, being part of DX. You know, he obviously is part of uh, of the success train that they had of like you know being merch sellers and coming up with ways to get over. And he's a creative dude. He brings that to the acclaimed, and, and it's pretty much identical, but yet not because they're making it their own. So kudos to him for doing that. I don't know, man. I mean, like... Also, wasn't Anthony Bowens hurt for a long time? They were wheeling him around in a wheelchair. He just came back to the ring months ago. That probably plays a factor. Their win-loss record as a team. Someone, I think it was Jim I mean, Cornette listen, was mentioning that there's a lot... They weren't that many in... They weren't involved in many tag team matches. It was trios matches, eight-man tag matches, one-on-one matches. Them as a tag team didn't really do much in the first half of the year. Maybe that plays something into it. But you're right. I don't see why RK Bro will be over them. Good Brothers had a great year in Impact. 
Um, I mean, every every other team on here, I mean, legitimate claim to be in the top ten. Legit. Yeah, the Usos for sure. I mean, number one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, FT- uh, there's people who disagree with us. Disagree with this. Uh, yeah, because there's a lot of people that are big fans of the Young Bucks. That they believe they should be number one, I'm sure. Hell, you know, I mean, they were off TV for a little bit, too. That may have knocked them down the rank- rankings. They're still in the top ten. You know, the, the, the acclaimed are not on here at all. And I think that's a big deal. That That's that's saying, like, hey, these are the top ten, ten teams that are better than you. And you know it. <laughs> or it, it's it's an oversight. I don't know which one it is. But either one, I think that, that goes to show, like, you know, maybe the acclaimed are not as good as we think they are. Maybe they're just incredibly over and, you know, they want our hearts. But are they really that good in the ring? Like, are, what, what was their most... Uh, the, the most standout match, other than when they won the tag team championships at a um, at Grand Slam. That's a good question. I don't know. Right? When, when did they win more... that? That was mid September. Right? I... Yeah, that was that was September. That was mid September. Grand Slam. Right. And I remember I remember hearing about this. That the match wasn't as good, but the 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 payoff at the end was spectacular because of the fact that they won in New York and it was a big celebration. But I, I remember keeping on hearing people were talking about like, hey, the match wasn't that good. The match wasn't that good. I don't know, man. I, it, it pains me to say because I like the Acclaimed a lot, man. They, they, they're very entertaining. But if, is entertaining good enough? Because I'm looking at these tag teams, man. I mean, these are some damn good tag teams. I found the time period from October 1st to September 30th of this year. And they've been blowing up last quarter of the year. They had a good summer. I, I don't remember too much about their winter and, uh, the winter and the spring. But next year, they'll definitely be in the top 10. They'll probably be in the top 5 next year. So their time is here. Let's see how this year goes out. See how AW does it the next 12 months. But I think they'll be, they're just starting out on their careers here in the mainstream. They'll be in the top five next year without a question. Heard it here first. I mean, yeah, you have, you have what? One, two, you have two, I don't know if you count the Briscoes, they're ROH. You have three tag teams on here ranked in the top 10. They're not your tag team champions. And I would have to agree, FTR is a better team. Oh, hands up, because they've been together for a longer more experience. Right. The Young Bucks, you know how I feel about them, but Isn't that Death they Triangle might be the better team, too. Three people? Yeah. So what tag yeah, team? I, I don't know. Which, are we doing a free bird role here? I guess so, maybe. And I, the Good Brothers, they had a little stint in AEW. So could we count them? But they had a great year. I don't two-time, know. Two-time tag team champions in Impact. They had a good year overall. Hey, but every single... Yeah, I mean, look at this, buddy. Would you put the acclaimed over any of those teams? I would say no. I can't say anything about number five and ten because I don't know who the people are. No, but I'm talking about the one specifically AEW wise. Oh, AEW wise, I <sighs> uh, could be biased. I'll put them over the Bucks again. I, I never don't remember a Young Bucks match. Like, oh my god, that was great. And I, I feel like I can't... The, the Young Bucks. I feel like the Young Bucks have been getting better. Okay. Uh, this past ever ever since they've been with Kenny Omega, I, I would so dare like, say they've been getting better. And you know how I feel about them. So for the last three uh, weeks, they've been but, getting better. No, but I was talking about like the beginning of the year since they, they started going with Omega. I don't know, man. And like, I, I it pains me to say this about the claims, because uh, I I do want to believe that they're a top team, but I I might have to you know looking at this list. They'll be there next I, year. They might be all hype. They'll be there next year. They'll be there. I'm not. I hope they about are. Again, they're I start, hope they are. They're starting to ascend that hill. They'll be fine. They'll be here next year, definitely. Moving on, then Roman Reigns. I feel like this man is always trending. And for obviously good reasons. I mean, he is the top dog in all of wrestling. 
But here we are, WrestleOps at WrestleOps. Roman Reigns has now broken into the all-time top four longest combined WWE Championship reigns at 1,260-plus days. Another historic milestone amidst a historic run. Dude, there's no denying, man. Roman Reigns, his star power is incredible right now. There is no one that is touching him. So I do want to ask this question here, Putty. Will Roman Reigns be in a Mount Rushmore wrestling when it's all said and done? Absolutely, man. How can he not be? Talk about Mount Rushmore. There's four faces on Mount Rushmore. He's in the top four. You're going by days alone. He's the fourth one. Yeah, I don't see. Now you talk about you talk about specifically championship reigns, or are we just talking about all? all I'm time? talking about championship reigns right now. Okay. Championship reigns, days, how many championships you win, how long you've hold it matters into decision. Sometimes, I think he's done a phenomenal job. I can't compare him to anybody else in the current era right now. Yeah, he's definitely going. He's go, he'll he'll go down as one of the greatest of all time. It's the same thing with. I talk about my friend all the time about this. He gets gets on his nerves. He's a big basketball fan. Huge LeBron fan. These comparisons between Jordan and LeBron and Jordan LeBron Kobe is very annoying to him because you can't compare. It's different eras, different games. Games different over each decade. Games evolve. Same thing here. I think Roman Reigns is the greatest of all time in our generation this time. Like, you can't compare him to Ric Flair. You can't compare him to Hulk Hogan. You can't compare him to Shawn Michaels right now. It's a different game. San Martino. Yeah, even, even better. It's a different game, different attitude. He is probably the greatest of all time that we're seeing in this current modern generation. Yes. Current modern generation. Interesting you say that. So I think the counter for that would be, because keep in mind, you're talking about the current modern generation. Like John Cena is not retired yet, right? And I, I think it, it's been spoken quite a bit from you know Vince McMahon to, to Triple H to Stephanie McMahon, to, to anyone that's at a top level in WWE and all of wrestling, they talk about John Cena being the Babe Ruth of wrestling, right? Yes. That's been said countless times. And he is tied with Ric Flair, with 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. Does he beat out John Cena for that Mount Rushmore spot? Because I, I feel like the, you know there's only four spots there. Is it a different generation or same time period? It's the same time period, man. Is I it, mean, they fought. Hmm. They've wrestled twice. Yeah, but Triple H and Ric Flair fought too. John Cena, John Cena as, 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 as we talked about before, coming back December 30th. Uh, either, I mean, it's definitely a reason why he's coming back. And, you know, there's been rumors about him wrestling at WrestleMania. They may, he might get a spot in Royal Rumble. Who knows? We don't know what his role is going to be over there. But, you know, it seems like John Cena's coming back for a short period of time. So, John Cena, I mean, he, he is part of the modern generation. Like, he's still wrestling, though. So is Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. They're not in the same generation. They fought each other. That, there's a bigger gap there. There's a True, much, bigger much, gap. much bigger gap. I, 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 still, I, 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 Ro- Roman still Reigns. Roman Reigns horse. and John Cena definitely overlap, overlapping each other. There, there's definitely overlap there. It's not like two completely different generations, buddy. Yeah, but they, Rich Flair and Shawn Michaels overlapped. Rich Flair was wrestling during the Attitude Era as well. But right, different Thank promotion. Moving let's, time. Move, let's moving on. You said I was right. No, stop it, stop it. So you, so then you are saying Roman Reigns would take this spot. Like you know, there's only again only four spots. So who are the, who are the four? Mount Rushmore then. Let's say Ro- well, if let's we're going by championship, going by championship reigns tomorrow, then he the cha- we're going by championship oh, you know, you're, reigns you're, 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 here. You're going by championship reigns, but go I'm on. Saying, if we are, because that's what he's in the top four. He's going to make it Mount Rushmore of the greatest champions. He's got to put Bruno Sammartino, Hulk Hogan, Bob Backlund, and Roman Reigns. Those are the that's, longest that's, champions of all time. That's that's easy pickings right there. But like if we're but talking Bob, about Bruno Sammartino, would Bruno Sammartino be champion for four thousand days in the current era? No, he would not be. No. So again, you can't compare Ronald San Martino to Roman so, Reigns. So you're you're going specifically by championship reigns. I'll just I, bring up the top because that was the whole point of 
that he came in the fourth place. Wasn't that what question you asked? He is the fourth. He's in fourth is place he, now. Is, he is in fourth place right now as far as championship so rates. But like I'm talking about the Mount done, Rush. That's going to wane. Mount Rushmore in general as as top wrestlers. Like, you know, people always like it's interchangeable quite a bit. But you yes. know, you see like common like one name or two names are common names that keep on coming up. Would Roman Reigns be like all across the board? Are people like yes, Roman Reigns for sure. Lock in there. Yes, without question. Without question. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You'll be telling your daughter when when she's in her teens about the great Roman Reigns, much like Brock Purdy was told about Tom Brady growing up. You're putting him at that level. Roman is, Roman Reigns? Reigns a, is Roman Reigns the best of all time? Then that's up for a debate. Again, this people—that's personal. That's subjective. People compare. What are you? What are your measurement sticks comparing? Who's great and who's not great? Mm. So that's a different subject for a different day. But he'll definitely go down as one of, if not the greatest of all time. Yes. Well, we definitely will see about that. I mean, like it, it, it's. I think you're right in the sense that yes, he will be considered one of the greats of all time. Will he be the best of all time? I mean, he's still going. Obviously, it, like there's would, no stopping right would he now. Be on it my, looks my, like, would he be on my Mount Rushmore? I don't think so because I'm personal. Personally, I'm more inclined to my favorites I grew up watching. There's a whole right. generation of he's the, he's there, John Cena. He's there, Hulk Hogan. So when kids grow up, he will be on Mount Rushmore for a lot of people. Yes, I feel like he's kind of like what Patrick Mahomes is today in the NFL. You know, like you know, they're they're all traditionalists. You know, they'll they'll say like you know Dan Marino. Some will say Terry Bradshaw. Uh, you know, obviously Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre will get thrown there, Joe Montana. But I, a lot of people would say we deserve one last spot there for Patrick Mahomes, or he might overtake someone. I, I think Roman Reigns is at that level right now where, like, you know, for there's some people that would say, I reserve that fourth spot for the future. And Roman Reigns is the current, and he is the future uh, because he's far from done, dude. He is far from done. Uh, there's so many still great things that you can do. He still contribute to this business. Uh, Roman Reigns is spectacular. He gets my vote for definitely for the fourth spot in the Mount Rushmore. I don't think we're ever going to see someone like him again. No, I can't see. I can't see over two years, two and a half years of champion. It's unheard of in this day and age. Right, right. Especially the, the attention span that people have in today's generation. You know, and it's not getting stale. No, it's not getting stale at all. You think it would be, uh, which is which is remarkable. You think it would be, but it's not. It's great. Even I said last week, you're doing a second lap now. It's still not getting stale, right? Right. And they're still trying to figure out ways how they're going to get the belts off him. Mean, it sounds like they are leading towards him main eventing two nights. That was being brought up. Good. Yeah, that's but, a great idea. I just I don't see it happening. But uh, now that they're going with that, good. That, that he should. He's champion. He only wrestles a couple times a year anyway. Let's do it back. Right. Back. Hey, you know. They could still keep a championship on him. That could still be in the cards. Absolutely. But we shall see. Moving forward, though, buddy, we have a big news segment here to cover. Who do you think I'm talking about, man? She's trending every fucking time. Sasha Banks. Almost broke the internet, I think, here with this one. Last week, she was trending because of the she was at a Boston Celtics game, and, and that was weird. But here, she's got a rightful right to trend. NoDQ.com. At NoDQ.com, excuse me, report Sasha Banks, Mercedes Fernando, will be in attendance for New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 17. Putty, this is breaking news. Apparently now there's reports coming out with AEW Locker Room. Seems pretty excited because they believe that there's an open door for Sasha Banks to come to AEW now. What does this mean? Is Sasha Banks done with WWE? Is that it? I don't think so. Did we just talk about this a couple weeks ago? No, I don't think so. 
Nakamura, well, we Nakamura is going. She's done with wrestling. Nakamura is going to New Japan. He's wrestling in New Japan. She's going to be in the audience. Maybe set something up. Okay, that open door is ajar. She might do her thing. She's going to come back to WWE. I still think so. Again, well, we have, what, no, makes, what makes you say that though? What like you, you seem very firm in the fact that she's back in WWE. We we've confirmed last week yeah. that the whole contract thing is not set in stone. We don't necessarily know what her contract yeah, we don't status know. is. She, uh, she still could be under contract. She could be released. Who knows? This could be a big ploy. But what what makes you so firm and believing the fact she's coming back to WWE? Is it because you're WWE loyalist, or is it something you want to see? Or I don't see her it... fitting in an AW. I don't see her spot for Why? her. Why? What? Where is she going to do? What spot? Spot for her? Yeah, she's Sasha Banks, man. They make yeah. a spot for her. <laughs> you got you got Britt Baker. Now you got Paige, right? Soraya, Soraya, whatever. Don't be a dick. You know who I mean. That's her, that's you know, her, that's her real name. I mean. That's her real name. Respect the name, bro. Tony Storm. You got a, that weak, weak ass division has multiplied and grown exponentially last year. All right. I think WWE want, needs her more. She's more home there. It's a good, it's better spot for a bigger, bigger platform for her. I just think she's not going to come again. Cause I don't know if she's even re- released yet. Give me comfort. She's going to be released. Yeah. Then I will talk, then I'll, I'll entertain the idea for going to AW. But I have not any confirmation about that yet. You're you're talking about you know what spot would she have in AEW? They've got all these stars, and they they do have quite a bit of talent. But the same thing can be said about WWE. WWE has moved on. You know, they, they Bailey is killing with uh, damage control. Becky Lynch is back. Rhea Ripley's on a r- rise. Uh, Ronda Rousey is there. Liv Morgan's on a rise. You, you know, so what do you Bliss, think she's going to AEW? Happening with her? Let me what? ask you that same question. You seem hell bent that she's going to AEW. Every time we talk about this, you say, oh. Your tone, your cadence, the look in your voice, you think you want I her never, in AEW. I never said for sure. I never said for sure about that. Because if, you, I never if said you've heard me, yeah. if you've heard me quite a bit, I, I doubted her return to wrestling. I said, you know, she may have an open there for Hollywood. I thought really that was the route she's going. But it seems like you said, yeah, there you might said, be a pivot yeah. here. If she does go to AEW, that's big news. And if it's the case, I mean, the rumor has it is, you know, AEW this past Wednesday, Dynamite, there's a tease about Soraya having a tag team partner announced a month from now. And speculation is that could be Sasha Banks because why why announce like a mystery partner a month away? You know, so obviously it's got to be a name. I'm not saying it's going to be that for sure. Could it be? That'd be awesome. Big pop there for that. You also have the Royal Rumble coming up. She could be a surprise entrant there. As, as you mentioned before, I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura, it's not lost on me, the fact that he's going to be wrestling New Japan. It is very interesting to see what Sasha Banks is doing. Like, no one seems to know what's going on here with her, what she's looking to do. I, th- I think she's trolling everyone, and she's having a blast doing it. Good for her. That's my next comment. I think she's trolling all of us. I think she knows what she's doing. Um, you mentioned it when Bray Wyatt got released. He could be acting. Maybe he doesn't want to come back to wrestling. He wants to be, maybe he wants to be an actor. He's, there's conversations with him in Hollywood. There's definitely conversations with her in Hollywood. She could definitely be an actress. She trademarked her real name, right? People are wondering. She did. Apparently, yeah. she opened up her own company as well. Yeah. yeah. So the, good for her. The I world, mean, she's a her oyster. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. I, my question to you is she understands her brand very well, and she's doing a very good job branding and get her name out there. Hey, props to her publicist. Why do we care? I, Why are we obsessing about every single move she makes? Give me a fucking answer. <laughs> like, why are we talking yeah, about her every I mean, two weeks? Okay, uh, I I don't know, but this, this I mean, you, there's no delay. Well, this is big news. So there's no delay. news. I'm not, big I think news. I heard myself say it out loud. It's not a slander on her. It just seems like everyone's obsessed with what she's doing. But why don't we just wait and see what she does instead of wondering what she's doing? 
I mean, now, now it's like an obvious spot. We know what she's doing right now. She's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, a lot of eyes are going to be on this, I think, strictly for her, uh, because that's right. a big deal. Sasha Banks, is she wrestling as Sasha Banks? Is she going to be as Mercedes uh, uh, Renato? Like, what, what's going on? We don't know. Rumor has it she's going to be, she might be facing Carrie Zane, which would be incredible. Can this, I, cover to match that she's, can this conversation end if she wrestles in New Japan as Sasha Banks? Is this conversation over? I think it is. Right. I think it's because like WWE does own the rights to Sasha Banks, so that'll be the right. test, yeah. I think then then it will be confirmed about the fact that yes, then she is part of WWE, so she's under contract. If, yada, she's, yada, yada. if she's shown sitting in the audience with a Chiron on her name as Mercedes Renato, okay, rumors still swirl. If she's shown as Sasha Banks or wrestles as Sasha Banks, the conversation's ending. Yeah, we don't have confirmation. Is she wrestling or is she just appearing? Like what, what? she's appearing. The rumor swirls are going. She's going to be there. What if? I'll wait. To, I'll mm-hmm. wait to see until I get more news about this because this is just breaking this week. So who knows what's going to happen? And when is even Wrestle Kingdom? I don't even know. But it's Wrestle Kingdom seventeen. It, it's a big deal for New Japan. So yeah, but when? You know when it is? Do you know the dates? Let me look that up right now. Here, stand by. The date is. Doesn't say in that article. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Are you? Do- it seems like you're over the whole thing with with. Sasha Banks, you just want to know what's going on here. I'm just tired of rumors and like, swirling and speculating. I'm tired of talking about it week in and week out because everyone's talking about it. Like, all right, I can sit here and talk until I'm blue in the face. The event will take place January 4th, 2023 at the Tokyo Dome. Well, oh, that's wow, a that big is, deal, that, actually. That is, that's, okay. that's a really big deal. Can deal. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll be wrestling there or making an appearance or doing a run-in. Can't She's going to be involved. You can't have announced Sasha Banks being at the Tokyo, uh, Tokyo Dome without doing something. Right. Right. What, that would be like. As? I'm waiting for that. Yes. Yeah. Is this a one-off? Is she going to be part of New Japan? Like Sasha Banks, she's made it very clear her her passion for New Japan, for for Japanese wrestling and the culture in general. Like you know, obviously this has been on a bucket list for her. Hey, if, if Triple H is allowing wrestle, her to do this, the props in Tokyo Dome? I think she wrestled in Tokyo Dome before. When I w think had, she has. W had Super Show there. But yeah, W has announced she's not been released. We don't know what W is not saying anything. She's not saying anything. I think this is the biggest troll. This is being well played the, on both ends. This is great. The fact that even AEW talent are talking about it as if, like, yeah, we got her. That, that, that's something, too, that's interesting. All part it of the process. Like, again, again, it seems like nobody knows. Not talent, not management. Like, it just seems like the only person that does know is Sasha Banks, and she's keeping her cards close to the chest. So. And Triple H. Because if she's released, he'll know. If she's still on a contract, he knows. We shall see. But, Putty, that's all I have for the news, my man. Great. Anything else we want to talk about? Well, I mean, I do have an interview. There we go. With who? Should we talk Should we talk about that? Please. All right. So my guest this week is a man I have encountered a couple of times in the locker room, different promotions. He is um, a scary individual. I am not easily <laughs> frightened or intimidated, but... Yeah, this dude does it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to Steve Monster Mac. What up, Mark? How you doing? Good, man. Good. It's it's nice to see you without a machete for once. Well, you know, sometimes you got to leave the machete in the bag and just <laughs> let people know that it's there and you don't have to actually show them. <laughs> what what actually led to the the beginning of that to you bring a machete out? Because you're a scary son of a bitch by yourself. You know, like you don't need that thing. Well, uh, so that machete has a lot of history. Uh, that actually was, it, it belongs to Low Life Louie. He lent me it. 
Um, and that makes he used sense. it in a match. Yeah, exactly. He used it in a match of Homicide uh, back in 1999 for Jersey All Pro. And uh, that match actually went viral because it was the first Christmas Christmas tree death match. And um, so they used it in the match. And uh, I just, I, f- I knew I wanted to piss people off in the Bronx. I hate the Bronx. And uh, I was like, just in case any of these idiots want to get smart and try to hop the guardrail, I'll have this machete with me. Not only will you have this big, nasty teddy bear coming after you, but he'll have a machete in his hand. And that might make him think twice. And uh, my goal was always to start riots, and I definitely came close to it in the BWF a few times with the machete. So I feel like I've witnessed that a couple of times in commentary BWF, and I I have gotten heat there myself. Those fans are no joke. They will jump the guardrail. Yes, Uh, exactly. Exactly. Smart move, carrying that machete. Speaking of BWF, uh, and I've done a a run in Titan as well. I feel like any locker room that I've seen you in, I feel like you have – always taking on its leadership type of role in there. Uh, you are never shy to give, uh, voice your opinion. Uh, you take your time to give advice to talent. You even give advice to us commentary, mm-hmm. uh, which was invaluable. Uh, you know, to tell me like, you know, about that, you know, taking on that role, you know, was it something that just comes natural to you? Like, w- w- to explain that. So uh, being around as long as I have, I've done practically everything that you can do in professional wrestling in the independence whether it be wrestling for every different type of company in the tri-state area or, you know, uh, running a locker room or wrestling or whatever it is, commentary. So I always say, especially as I get older, I want the business to be better than where I found it, which every veteran should want to do that. Everybody who gets in the business, you know, once you get past a certain point of success, now it's what you give back to it. So for me, I have no problem letting people know what I think should work for them, what they should try, try to motivate, try to help and inspire. And, you know, it's just uh, a natural thing for me. Um, I like being in tag teams uh, for that reason. I like being in a tag team with a guy who can go, but doesn't really know that how well he can push it. So if you look at Moff, Moff, when he, me and, I, me and him first started, he was a rookie. He didn't know anything. You know, I was only two years in the business, but, you know, I was traveling already with Loki. We were going all over the place, wrestling all over the place. And um, I was showing him the ropes, you know, and he became damn off. You know what I mean? Uh, Kyle <laughs> right. the Beast, Kyle the Beast, the same thing. I mean, he, you know, Kyle the Beast, when I met him, he was a, a, a kid basically. And um, this man child, and, you know, he became Kyle the Beast, KTB. And now you see him tearing things up you know uh there's a lot of guys i just love doing that with taking that role showing them that they can be better than they ever knew that they could be and at the same time you know i get some satisfaction because we become successful and i sh- i proved to myself that i could do it doesn't matter who it is, who it is you know where it is what time um so for me it i get that satisfaction of knowing that i help someone be a little bit better and if it's commentary something that i've done if it's ring announcing something that i've done if it's refereeing something that i've done wrestling something that i've done production something that i've done i have no problem trying to help out and make everyone have um a better understanding of how better the product can be and how better they can be for the product that's amazing man because you know like you're talking about the role of a veteran in the locker room in Listen, I mean, you've been around a lot of locker rooms. Not every veteran does that. I know. Like, I know. like you don't have to do that, but you do. 
And I, I think that's why, um, you know, as scary as you are, I think that's why you're so loved in the locker room and so respected uh, because of the fact that you do take the time to do that. And uh, kudos to you, man. I'll never forget that you did that because, like, dude, we were nobody. And we still are nobody. And yet you still took the time to do that for us, too, even. So that is very awesome for you. Thank you. But that's how the business grows and gets better. Um, you know, uh, it's been a big topic in wrestling lately that a lot of the younger generation doesn't like to take advice from the veterans uh, for whatever reason. And to me, that's just dumb. doesn't matter what sport it is, what profession it is. If you have someone who has experience as someone who has success and is willing to talk to you, you should listen, you know, and there's a lot of veterans who will listen, who will talk. I mean, the problem is there's not a lot of, I mean, and it's not that there's not a lot of, there's a lot more younger generation wrestlers who are just, let me just do it myself. I don't need your help. And mm. that's not the way to go because, you know, yeah, you should want to have something be totally all you, you know, um, your character should be you, your presence should be you. But at the same time, if a veteran can help you see an angle that you didn't even see possible and you try it and it works for you, then that was all the veteran was trying to do, get you to see that there's different options. I always say it best. Two plus two is four, but so is three plus one. You know what I mean? And a lot of times people don't see that. They just see the direct two plus two is four, two plus two is four. But then someone hits them with one plus three is four and you're like oh yeah you're right that's right i forgot all about that <laughs> and that's that's basically what i try to do you know um if people love me I, i'm grateful you know i'm not trying to be a politician or buy people's love or anything like that i really just want pro wrestling to be better because i love pro wrestling and when i came into it i had to learn the hard way um because at that back then there was even less vets because even though cave Hape was dead it was a lot more alive than it is now if that makes any sense. And, you know, so they really didn't want us to learn. And there was a real glass ceiling, especially in the New York, New Jersey area. There was a bunch of established indie guys who really were trying to hold down other talent so that they could get the top spots and, you know, do all the work and get all the the fame and notoriety. And guys that worked for Jersey All Pro were kind of held down because they looked at it as like trash. And it wasn't. Look at all the famous people that have come from Jersey All Pro on TV today and the company's been dead since 2018. You know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah, exactly. Trust me. I know. I, I think about it all the time. <laughs> if there's one place I wish would have gotten a bigger rep and a bigger spotlight shown on it, it's Jersey All Pro. Like, that was my home. And, you know, I really wish there could have been more. But, you know, sometimes things don't work out that way. And you just got to keep on moving. Which you definitely have, man. Uh, you have uh unleash a reign of terror in different promotions and but also you know you you have also at the same time helped a group of individuals a group of uh, up-and-comers to where they are and where they're going which is awesome now let's shift gears here to bcw yeah christmas with a vengeance is coming up december 17th at as we mentioned before richfield park new jersey now your opponent is a vet himself darius carter I couldn't help but see Darius tweet something out. It, it, it struck me that this goes back further than BCW may know. What does that mean? So um, I've known Darius now. Um, I know it's about 10 years, but probably closer to 15. And he's someone that when I first met him, he was making a lot of fame for himself. Actually, not even fame, more like he was becoming notorious for being someone that a lot of people 
didn't really appreciate in the locker room because either he was too cocky, too confident, too whatever it was. Uh, and a lot of people didn't like it, you know, and he's someone that I've seen that no matter what, he's always hungry. He's always been hungry, even to this day that like he's at the highest point that he's ever been in his career. He's still hungry to be better and do more, you know, and that's something that I always appreciated about him. I appreciate the depth that he's gone to to get everyone to believe in him and his character. And while he may be slightly despicable at times, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, I do appreciate the lengths, like I said, that he goes to because, you know, the best wrestlers are the ones that can get you to believe and feel. And there's hasn't been a single time with Darius that I haven't seen people feel hate or disgust or anger or just whatever pure emotional rage from deep inside want to come out. And, um, you know, we, we had wrestled, I believe it was only one time, maybe might've been two, but uh, the one time that I do remember was at uh, beyond up in new England. And uh, it was like an eight man. And uh, we were, uh, doing something and Darius we threw him up into the air he went up like 15 feet in the air me and Moff it was kind of famous for a minute but that match even though we had the viral clip he won that match and he did it by locking me and Moff out the building and ganged up on our tag partner and got the smart win smart man always he crafty is. man he is he really is you know and I, I listen you can't hate on that you know um, but this is something we've been talking about for a while. We wanted to test each other. As I get older, I find myself wanting to, how can I say this? Uh, like some of the wars that I've gotten into have been real heavy in my career. And when I say heavy, they've left scars physically and emotional. And it's hard to want to get yourself to that level without preparation. And with Darius, you really have to prepare yourself. You can't just walk into a match with him because legit, it could be one boot and your lights out, you know, from Darius. He and, can beat you in so many different ways. He's a yes, dangerous man. Yes, very much so. And like, you have to be, you have to, especially, like I said, he's at the best he's ever been right now at this point in his life and his career. And I feel like we say that every year about mm -hmm. him. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. He hasn't reached his prime, which is crazy because he's been around for so long. And he's not even close to his prime. He's still got another few years before he hits that peak, you know? And even then, who's to say that that peak is going to go straight down? It might just keep going up and level and stay up top for a while. You know what I mean? So um, he's someone that, like I said, you have to be mentally and physically prepared for. You're going to war with him. He's got heavy hands. I mean, I do too. So I know he's got to worry about my hands catching him. But... For me, like I said, as you get older, you start to look for the young lion who's coming after the old grizzle vet. You know, I've been calling myself the old battleship for a reason. Like I said, I've been through a lot of wars and, you know, most battleships don't get to see a lot of wars. Most battleships are down in a couple, you know what I mean? But the fact that I've been around for so long and been through it with so many different people, it's helped me prepare for guys like Darius, guys, the young lions, the up-and-comers, the guys who are smarter than the average bear, for lack of a better term. You know, he is someone, you know, every company that has him, he's been the champion for a reason. It's There's no coincidence there. It's because he's that good, you know, and I look forward to, A, testing myself, even if it, 
hey, who knows? It might be the last time. If it is, it is. If it isn't, we keep on going. But at least I know where I stand, you know? And I go into this, like I always say, every promo, me and Moff always just say it, and I kept it going. Every time I got in there and I knew it was going to be serious, I would always end every promo with, are you ready to make the sacrifice? And I am. And I hope Darius is too. From the sounds of it, this sounds very unlike Monster Mac. You sound like you're going into this as an underdog. Am I reading that right? I kind of always have to feel like I'm the underdog. Uh, My whole life, it didn't matter what, from birth, right? I've gone through situations with that. A lot of people, yeah, there's people who grew up without, without parents and stuff like that. But I've always been doubted my whole life because I'm the short fat one or I'm the the big one and uh, not cute or um, whatever this, that, right? You got to remember, I grew up Loki's cousin. We were like brothers. You see Loki, he's chiseled out of granite, that dude. You know what I mean? He's athletic as hell. I had to keep up with him. Getting into wrestling, I had to keep up with Homicide and him. I had to always push harder than everybody else my size. I could never, ever back off the gas for one minute. Because if I did, I was a failure. And even when I succeeded, I was still considered a failure by some. For what? Because I'm this size, because I look like this. I don't talk like everybody else. I know that. I get that. I know I'm smarter than a lot of people. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you still have to, no matter how smart, no matter how motivated, no matter how confident you are, you still have to keep pushing. Because the second you let off the gas... It sucks that, oh, I'm a failure because I let off the gas. Maybe I wanted a break. Maybe I needed a break. But regardless, I always had to push myself and see myself as the underdog. Whether I came in as champ, whether I was a competitor, whatever it was, always as the underdog because I had to push myself and make sure that no matter what, I didn't let myself down. That's the self-confidence that I have. Because I know if given the opportunity, yeah, I might strike out. But at least I'll go out swinging because if I make contact with that ball, it's a grand slam. You know what I mean? And I'm going to hit that ball most of the time. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) And there's no doubt I'm sure you're going to hit that ball on Saturday, December 17th at Christmas with a Vengeance. Tickets are still available right now. Get yours while it lasts. Steve Monster Mac versus Darius Carter. It is going to be violent. And I can't wait for it. He's definitely going to get hit, though. I I owe him (laughs) a, a smack or two from back in the day. You know what I mean? I feel you, man. I I know I, I know I'm doing commentary that day, so I I hope I get to call that match because um, you know Darius. I mean, no love lost here. I'll tell you that. But anyway, Mustard Mac, where can they find you? You have some upcoming shows coming up, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so by the time this airs, I just got we just got uh through the weekend of uh Project Codename Fred, where I'll be representing Team Titan. Titan Championship Wrestling is my new Jersey All Pro home if that makes any sense. Um, I've been putting a lot of time for the last three years that the company has been in existence. On January 14th, their three-year anniversary show, Monsoon, is taking place. Um, Just look up Titan Championship Wrestling on all social media. As far as my social media, I'm on SteveMacDHS on Twitter. Uh, That's the best place to reach me. Add me, hit me up. I usually answer all messages. Unless, you know, you're, you're a jerk, then go screw off. <laughs> Which happens because, you know, we're wrestlers. <laughs> the man has a machete, people. Don't piss him off. <laughs> You'd God. be surprised. That doesn't scare everybody, though. <laughs> That's wild because they're behind a warrior. They're, they're yep. keyboard warriors. That's what I mean. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. What was crazy was we were in the Bronx, in the middle of the Bronx, and I had two machetes because I had another one in the bag just in case, right? Yeah, you never know, right? But I still felt like I got to watch my back because I'm in the Bronx. <laughs> I feel you, brother. I feel I had to go there, shoot it up every single time. So I could have used one of those machetes. I've been saying, man, if I had, if I was low-key, I would have had my guns on my, my little holster, you know what I'm saying? I would have been, all right, I'm cool. But... Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Monster Mac, it has been a pleasure having you on. I've been looking to have this interview for quite some time. I'm glad we finally did this, and hopefully we'll have you back on soon. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, back to TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Marcus, good job, man. Good interview with Monster Mac. Looking forward to his match against Darius Carter, the all-father, the man who always delivers has a tough challenge with Monster Mac. It's hard to hear him talk about being the underdog. I yeah, it's, it's Monster I was Mac. It's Monster Mac, but yeah, it's Darius Carter. I mean, these two guys. It, it's like I said before in the interview. It's going to be violent. Yep. I hope to God I'm on commentary for that match, man, because it, it, it's going to be something special. Can't wait, man. Hope so. It's going to be a match I'm looking forward to. BCW's Christmas of the Vengeance tickets on sale now. Television, my friend, what, what was trending this week? All right, my man. So moving to NXT. Okay. About time. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it hasn't been trending a little bit, but here we are, putty. Big news there. I mean, the New Day showed up. You know, by the time the show airs, deadline would have happened already. But uh, the boring. big news here from this is so Denise Hollywood Salcedo. At Denise Salcedo. Salcedo or Salcedo? I always mispronounce her name. You say it differently each week, and it's really awesome. Yeah. And you just said it differently twice within 30 seconds. It's great. <laughs> I, I, just, I know. I just caught myself there. Well, <laughs> we'll find out next time because she's on the NXT deadline panel in the pre-show. I know. Good for her. Big, I'm big. i hyped for her. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Good for her. Yeah. So we'll learn the pronunciation of her name. <laughs> so anyway, she talks about this. The New Day challenged pretty deadly for the NXT tag team titles at NXT deadline. A lot of people were excited to see New Day back at NXT. There was a big pop for that, of course, because I don't think anyone expected that. But, you know, it, it's weird seeing the New Day, especially a former world heavyweight champion in Kofi Kingston. It, it feels like a, like a downgrade here. So I, I have to ask, is WWE fading on the New Day? No, not at all. I think you're just being glib. Why is it weird for you to see glib? Yeah, always want to use that sentence. Why is this a downgrade for New Day, not a downgrade for AJ Styles or Dolph Ziggler? I think it, they, there's a purpose for them being there. Pretty deadly. I don't know what anything about them in NXT UK. So far, they've done a bang-up job in NXT. Two-time NXT champions already. They've beaten basically all the big teams they have there. Who's left, right? Briggs and Jensen are involved with somebody else right now. The Creed brothers are involved with Vindshear, whatever they're called. Like, the tag teams they have there aren't on the main event level or entwined with somebody else in a different storyline. So I feel bringing the New Day is a genius move. Same thing you do with AJ Styles and Grayson Waller. I just see you popping your eyes there. You didn't pop your eyes when AJ Styles put over Grayson Waller. I think the New Day coming down, having... Again, you just said it. The show's over, so I don't want to talk about too much about Deadline, but pretty deadly going over on the New Day. It's huge. Hmm. It would be huge. I'm not denying that. Uh, that would be a big win for Pretty Deadly. Say, I, I, I love Pretty Deadly. They're fucking amazing. Oh, great tag team. Love these guys. Here's the thing, though. Here we go. The New, da- the new Day. The New Day. They've been on a downward spiral for quite a bit. You know, but ever since they lost Big E, 
You know, ever since actually ever since Big E got drafted to to SmackDown, I feel like New Day has not been the same. And you know, they they, they try to revive their their uh, their rivalry with the Usos. And it just did not feel the same. And obviously, they lost. And the Usos, I mean, they the ones. If they lose, I, I think they're in a, in a lose lose situation here. They lose to Pretty Deadly. I that 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 just sinks them down even further in my eyes. If they win the NXT championship, then then they're stuck there. They're stuck in in NXT. Are they? And developmental brand where they only have average about six hundred thousand viewers a week. Are they? So this is a lose lose, I think, for the New Day as a brand. It definitely is a win for NXT if the, if they do win. I mean, regardless, it is a win for uh, for NXT for New Day to be over there, and it helps the talent. But like, I I, I just don't see it being good. For the for the for the new day, I don't understand why you hate NXT so much. The in the wall. Dolph Ziggler was NXT champion. He was still on Raw every week with the belt. So then, when what did I what did I do? What did I do for NXT? Really, nothing. Put let me put Braun Breaker over. Got that win? How how over is he? He, Massively over. I've never seen him trend. It's always about Mandy Rose. When we talk about NXT, we always talk about Mandy Rose talking to trash, and that seems to be the highlight of NXT. Is it really Braun Breaker? Yeah. Is Braun Breaker really in the face of NXT you, as a if, world heavyweight champion? If you watch I don't the show, follow the storyline, take your nose off the tre- what's trending topics, and actually watch the show as a whole, yeah, he's a cornerstone of that brand. I'm not denying his talent. I'm not denying what he brings to the table, but I'm just talking about you know the people speak. Dude, the wrestling community is very big on Twitter. He hardly trends. He tr- hardly ever trends. New Day going down NXT is a smart move for everybody. We totally disagree. I don't know how we disagree on every fucking everything. How are we friends? But NXT going down is great. Give them something to do. They're not really involved in anything right now. Give them something to do. Pretty deadly. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this match. It's a new, unique matchup. I'm tired of seeing the same matches over and over again. Looking forward to this draft coming up whenever that happens. But yeah, pretty deadly New Day. Great job, man. Put these people over. Teach them a thing or two. That's what developmental is. Go over matches styles, go over moves, spots, stuff. Teach these young guys something. I think this is nothing but good things for NXT, good things for Pretty Deadly. That's the best thing possible for that, though, is is the fact that, yes, and uh, the New Day can actually, you know, help give their expertise to these young talent there in NXT. Yes, that's invaluable, yes. But, you know, I'm talking about New Day in general as a team. Like, you know, it just seems like they're fading. Losing doesn't hurt them. it, it, it just seems like they're fading, and I think they need to do something fresh new. They, maybe it's time for them to break up. Maybe it is. No. Then we get lost in the shuffle. I think they're, in they're the already lost team. in the shuffle. Well, it's hard to be in a shuffle when you have one tag team dominating everything right now. Right now, tag team is going to be hard to get over because that you have that one tag team dominating everything. One, three people dominating all the championships. Well, let, let me look at this list again. Where are they even in the top ten? No. New Day, not in the well, top ten. They, tag they, teams either. They didn't really do much the past year. They're not doing shit. They were consistent. That's they were what I'm on, saying. They were on TV regularly. But they didn't. Invo- they weren't involved in any heavy programs, heavy storylines. Their their job was that putting people over. They put the brutes over. Yeah, brawling brutes. Yeah, I was right. They went over pretty deadly. They become a, the Grand Slam champions. Who knows? I don't see why you're so negative on this. I think New Day is in a great spot. They're, they're one of the best tag teams. Kofi Kingston's the longest tag team champion of all time. Combined reigns. They're, combined reigns. Yeah, yeah that, they're I mean, not. That's. They're that's not, a weird stat. Yeah, I just read that like yesterday. I'm like, oh, he's like 900 something days as champion. That's crazy. Who keeps track of this? <laughs> but this is fine. New Day is fine. 
They have a prominent spot. They're one of the greatest tag teams of all time. They're on the Mount Rushmore of tag teams. I just think this is nothing but good things. Let's keep a glass Tom half Brady, Tom Brady's on Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, and there people are talking about maybe it's time for him to retire. I, I, I'm just he's 45 years old. Yes. Yes. He's been playing for 23 years, I believe the stat was today. Brock Purdy, Purdy from the 49ers is 22 years old. He's been playing more from this young quarterback that's been alive. So, yeah, it's time. Hang him up, dude. Come on. Like, this scene could be said for the And don't go back to the Patriots. Don't go back to the Patriots, please. Oh, my God. What else is for the New Day to do? You know, what? Win the NXT Championships and that's it? No, man. I I, I think they need to do something fresh, something new. Maybe it's time for them to split up. Uh, That's that's all I'm saying here. You're insane. You're absolutely insane. Keep them relevant, man. Or or what? They're just going to keep pulling over young talent? I mean, they're going to be the Natalia of tag teams? Come on. But if they put on great matches, then that, they don't suck. What's the problem with that? They need to win. They have to win everything. They, what more? You said, no, no. Eventually, more than but no eventually, 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 they do have to win. Eventually, they do have to win something. If you lose yeah. time and time. Like, look what happened with Bray Wyatt. People started fading on Bray Wyatt as a fiend because he started losing big matches. And the fiend sucked. And, the New I mean, Day, will, your opinion. New Day will, disagree. will be tag team champions again once this whole bloodline thing is over. Well, I, I guess we'll have to see then. We'll, we will. we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, deadlines already happened, so let's move on here. Congratulations to, to the New Day. Congratulations to so, New Day. AEW, going over them. Dude, this was probably the moment of the week for me for TV. Uh, it was pretty awesome to see Ricky Starks, man, get his shine on Dynamite. Uh, JD from NY at JD from NY206. The one thing AEW needed to do was put Ricky Starks and MJF in the ring with a microphone. They fucking nailed it. That was the best Ricky Starks promo in AEW yet. That made the match must-see absolutely incredible television. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. I have to agree, man. That was fucking pretty priceless between two amazing individuals on that microphone uh and then obviously the hell of a spear knocking mj off mjf out of his shoes mm-hmm. good ricky starks though putty could ricky starks be the next aw world heavyweight champion absolutely not next week but eventually he there, could be the next one is. there it is i, I have a feeling that was going to happen <laughs> I could not watch the first hour of AEW because my TV was frozen on that cha- one channel with the Big Bang Theory. That's frozen. I went on Twitter. A lot of people had the same problem. I couldn't reboot my system because I was recording something else. So I waited, and nine o'clock magically the show back came back. So I missed this. I missed this promo when it aired, but I got a notification about it. Oh, MJF used the Rock's catchphrase. All right, let me check this out. So I watched MJF's promo. The clip ended there. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's stupid. Okay, that's cool. I mean, why? what did he have to say? Then I saw the whole promo. Because apparently Ricky Starks went off script. Like, okay. Good promo. I mean, this is the best promo I've seen from Ricky Starks in the last three years. Fantastic job. Definitely elevated him. This is what he needed. His character needed. He was getting a little, okay. Good, 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 good for him, man. This makes me want to see this match now. We know he's going to lose. There's no chance he wins here. But he needs to put on a good showing, which he will. He's absolutely Rick Starks, and he, he does nothing but good matches. But that promo alone definitely elevated him and put him in the main event picture. I am worried, buddy. I am worried. I am worried. Uh, Rick, yeah, Ricky Starks, I mean, dude, this should elevate him to another level. I mean, we've all seen glimpses of Ricky Starks, of the greatness that exists inside him. You know, why people get behind him, for sure. 
Uh, we've seen small glimpses of him along the way, but absolutely right. Yes, this was the best version that we have seen from him yet in AEW. I'm just worried, man. This week, you're right. I mean, like, how how does MJF lose this after just winning yeah. the World Heavyweight Championship? Yeah, after like, something that the AEW universe has been clamoring for for years for him to win the championship. I don't know, man. I don't see it. But then again, if it's not now, then I don't necessarily know if Ricky Starks does get that moment back. Because I feel like, again, unless AEW opens up some more TV time somehow, some way, like, you know, people just get lost in the shuffle. And, and like, you know, once you have a spot, like, how many times have we seen someone get a spot, then kind of like lose it and then fade away from TV for, for a bit on AEW? I feel like it happens too often to different talent. It's not necessarily guaranteed that AEW is going to make Ricky Starks a long-term guy in the future. Unless he somehow wins this, or some unless like unless it's a longer feud that he like loses by DQ or something, I, I don't necessarily know, but but I, I know how Tony Khan feels about no uh, about DQ finishes. Not a fan, so like it, it's going to be a clean finish, obviously here. I don't think it's a guarantee that he's going to become the next world heavyweight champion. I hope to God he is, because he could be that guy. I I think it's just my my faith and trust in and how the, the the system operates in the AEW doesn't necessarily guarantee Ricky Starks will be a champion in the future. Going back to Twitter, I noticed that night, uh, Vince McMahon's thoughts at Vince McMahon Man posted a couple of tweets, maybe get your reaction because you're the AEW guy here. Just a reminder, Ricky Starks has been in AEW from day one, and Tony can never find a way to book him on TV for more than two weeks at a time. Ricky Starks is the talk of the IWC today because Tony Khan finally gave him the ball after playing a keep away for three years. Imagine Ricky was actually given the time for some coherent building of his character and the story with MJF instead of two weeks leading to another loss. That's that, perfectly that, said. That's what you were just trying to get at here because he's going to lose. There's no way he wins. I think that's pretty much common knowledge. But then we're going back to what we talked about with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins lost all three matches. Didn't hurt him. So could a loss here hurt Ricky Stark? It, it's it's just it's different though. You're talking about I'm, apples I'm, and oranges. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, it's it, it, different different scenarios. Of just the first thing that popped in my head. But could a loss here? hurt him with that great promo now prominence people know what he can do with the mic people casual fans like myself know oh, oh it's ricky starks the hope is no it doesn't hurt him but the reality is it could hurt him it could the yeah. reality it, it, the reality is again like you just have to look at the logistics here you just have to look about how many people are in that roster and how little tv time that they have you know what and the 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 person you just quoted a tweet from from uh, said it brilliantly. I mean, like it's Ricky Starks, it's like two weeks on, two weeks off, and, and the same with other talent. You mean you look at like a big sign like Miro, who's who? been away who? for yeah, who? Oh, who? that Rusev guy, right? Yeah, that the, the Rusev guy. And I and I love AEW. I want to succeed. I want the talent to succeed there. It, it just, it, it's frustrating. Like I, I feel like. T- uh, Tony Khan needs to broker out a deal with TBS or maybe find another television platform or get a streaming service where they can really utilize their whole roster in an effective way instead of, you know, just like this on and off type of scenario that we're having right now. Because Ricky Starks, man, like this guy can go. This guy needs to be on TV, man. He's not a pebble. <laughs> you know, th- th- this guy, he can be a real deal. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I think. We'll see what happens. Dude, we'll see what happens. When he loses, I, is this a long-term I just, program? Will this feud continue? I think after this promo, it has to. 
you you would think that, but like yeah. you know, when we saw like these brilliant promos between like say CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, or like you know, name any any uh, Eddie Kingston feud, I feel like it just lasts like a week or two and then goes away. That and you would think it would be Eddie a long Maybe they don't think too well. It's AEW. A- it's it's AEW because I remember at one point too when I was at AEW Grand Slam the first one where I saw Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson and I thought that was the best match I've ever seen live. Uh, and the way it finished, it finished in a draw. draw. And I was like, oh, this is going to lead to a bigger, uh, a bigger storyline. And it didn't. It, it just didn't. It, it, it's like you, you, uh, you get my appetite going here. You know, I, I had a little taste of, of, of the, uh, of like, you know, of, of uh, a derf. And now I want the main dish. And you're not giving it to me. That derf was the main dish, apparently. I'm still hungry. <laughs> We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Looking forward to this match, and we'll we'll talk more about it. We'll know more about it after the fallout of this match. Like I said, I don't see it being a clean finish, but Tony Khan's not a big fan of dirty finishes. But this, I, I, if this is going to be a long term program, it, this can't be a clean finish. Especially with that ring involved. Because now the ring's involved somehow. The ring's involved, so but like the ring's going to get used, or is this a way to get Ricky Starks off TV for another couple weeks? Possible. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I mean, who knows here? But hey, moving on to SmackDown. Hey, by the way, again, love Ricky Starks, man. I, I, I want to see a good showing from him. Uh, nothing but love there. Going to SmackDown, buddy. I had this, I had this topic once before, but you know, we couldn't get the show going for technical difficulties. I, I saw it again here tonight on SmackDown, and this was trending quite a bit with Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. Uh, this seems to be like a storyline that people are getting really behind here. We have. Uh, Hunt of Burial Squad. Am I reading that right? <laughs> I can never read that dude's font here. Uh, at the Enduring, uh, it's uh, enduring Icon. B. It's a D? B is a boy. D- B. I don't know. But at the Enduring Icon. <laughs> look, I knew Bray. Look him up. Look him up. Let us know. Yeah, right. Let us know. It's it's the font. It's, it, it's Old the English. There. Yeah. Blank of Burial Squad. At the Enduring Icon. I knew Bray and L.A. Knight would be able to cook up some good TV in this feud, but hot damn, it's been great stuff. The backstage bits especially, hashtag SmackDown. And I agree, man. Like it's, These are some nice little gems here. Like, it's, it's interesting because there are different styles here. You know, L.A. Knight is very, like, braggadocious, and, you know, uh, he's got that charisma. That Bray White's got a different sort of charisma. It's creepy, but, like, it, it brings you in. It's, it's different dynamics here. It's very interesting to see. You know, it's been a couple weeks of this right now. It's building up to a match. Obviously, don't know when. The one would think Royal Rumble, hopefully. But who would need this win more, Putty? LA Knight or Bray Wyatt? I am thoroughly enjoying this. This has been mm, okay. fantastic. Okay, I'm a huge LA Knight guy. Most people know that. I'm not I'm not ashamed. Uh, I don't shy away from that. I'm not the biggest Bray Wyatt fan, nor do I shy away from that either. But these two guys so far are putting on one hell of a show. Something I look forward to week in and week out on uh, SmackDown. Elliot Knight's been standing up to him, not cowering, not being scared of this fear and craziness going on. And then he's being he's being attacked, right? Who's attacking Elliot Knight? Air quotes. What he did tonight on Friday Night SmackDown, replaying the clips and showing Bray Wyatt in the background. Like I'm not stupid. You guys see this? I'm seeing this, and when I play it back, a friend of mine was compare, uh, complaining about how. When Kevin Owens and was talking to Sami Zayn in the locker room, in, in front of the Bloodline locker room before War Games, and Jay Uso hurt him, and Sami Zayn lied to him. He's like, doesn't he know there's a camera right there? 
Like, does he know, like, Roman Reigns can watch this, J- Jimmy Uso can go back and watch this? That's a long-term... You could say the same thing about Washington, D.C., <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long-term, it's a constant topic in the wrestling community. Like, it's, it's on camera. Do they not see this? But he pointed it out. Yeah, I saw that thing in the background. I saw that. This, this feud has been freaking amazing. You asked several weeks ago who's going to be his first vic- Bray Wyatt's first victim. I said it can't be Ellie Knight. I think it's going to kill his momentum. We, we, we both said that. Yeah. Right. Not reading this question. Huge Ellie Knight fan. Love Ellie Knight. So excited to see his future in WWE. Finally, he's getting the spotlight. Not Max Dupree, but LA Knight, man. Love this guy. Yeah. But LA Knight hasn't really done too much on the main roster yet. Just cutting promos. Wrestling wise, I think he won a match or two. Who needs this more? Hands down, Bray Wyatt. You can't, you can't bring Bray Wyatt back in his first match to have him lose. Then people are going to talk about what they did with The Fiend, how you buried The Fiend, ruined The Fiend. So Bray Wyatt definitely needs this win more without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue that one there, buddy. I mean, Bray Wyatt, obviously, it's a big deal, the fact that he came back. Uh, a loss, unless done right, would hurt. I mean, LA, but at the same time, LA Knight, I mean, he's newly, he got his identity back. Yep. You know, he, he's yeah. not Max Dupree anymore. I, he, he is L.A. Knight, and it's the first time we're really starting to see him shine on the main roster. Uh, the dude needs momentum. He, ha- As you mentioned, he really hasn't had enough matches to have momentum. I mean, he's gotten the fans behind him, of course, with his promos because the dude is just that damn good in the mic. I think, honestly, creatively, Bray Wyatt is a genius at what he does. I could see L.A. Knight winning that first match. And then that would introduce... Maybe so the next level to what Bray Wyatt is doing here with the whole Uncle Howdy business and the Wyatt Six possibly, you know, to bring in that dark side or the door to be closing or whatever it is that they're talking about here. That I could see. And that would actually be good for both men because it progresses what we're seeing from Bray Wyatt and it gives LA Knight that continued momentum because that would be a monumental win for LA Knight and WWE. Yeah, hard to argue that again. If it's LA Knight wins, it can't be clean. Maybe because he's a bad guy. But and this this play, there's five more characters in this White family. Isn't the White Six? They keep everyone's keep mentioning. So maybe get a debut of a new character or something. But I feel like if Bray Wyatt loses this, even if it makes sense, even if it progresses the story, there's going to be a huge part of the audience is going to be like, "Oh, you're ruining Bray Wyatt again. You're just going to do the same thing you did with the Fiend. Why should I care about Bray Wyatt now?" I feel like that's, so much of- that's why if, if they would have to be so careful with this if they did that. No, like they, they, the 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 payoff at the end would have to be so big that it makes people forget almost immediately the fact that he lost. You know what I mean? It's it, hard it, to it, do. There, there, there have been times when it has happened in wrestling. You know, like we we forget who won the match, the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at Hell of a Cell, because all we talk about is Kane. Oh my God, that's gotta be Kane. You know, the, the the moment was bigger than the match, and I think that's the type of payoff that they need to have here, that that level at least. For if Bray Wyatt to go under, because I think honestly it's predictable. It, it, it would be so predictable for Bray Wyatt to win the first match, right? It, yeah. There's got the, the shock factor would be LA Knight wins, and then boom, this big blow up where we completely forget the fact that LA Knight fucking even won. We shall see. Looking forward to it, man. This is this is a few that I did not think I would be so invested in, but it's fucking awesome. It, it's it's very interesting first view because we talked about like i think who was our choice ray mysterio yeah. being a, a likely first victim if you will for bray wyatt and again would have made a great first victim but this is 
this I feel like if LA Knight gets, gets, gets into a program, wins, gets over, then loses to Bray Wyatt, I'm like, that's going to hurt him. But LA Knight doesn't really have too much momentum right now. And a loss here, not going to hurt him too much. He, he, he'll win people back. He's a heel. He'll lose, first of all. We all know that. Wrestling 101. Absolutely. So, and he, he's great on the mic. He could definitely win a crowd back over. So I think uh, I, Bray Wyatt needs this win more, especially coming back after all those years away. And I, it's, it's, again, hard to dispute that. Bray Wyatt, obviously, big signing, needs that win. But, you know, again, too obvious. So we shall see. It's also, it's also too obvious uh, MJF's going to win. But we shall see. I mean, it's a lock, MJF. I put it in DraftKings right now. Go all in, man. MJF for the win. There's no way they're taking the belt off him that fast. And I love Ricky Starks. I want him to win. But there's just no way that's happening. Are we done with TV? We're done with TV. How the hell? I know it's on a Z-list network. And no, not too many people watch Impact Wrestling. But my God. Impact Wrestling saw Josh Alexander, the current champion... Issue an open challenge, answered by Speedball Mike Bailey, right after 9 o'clock. These guys went almost 60 minutes on national TV on a two-hour program, put on one hell of a match. I am flabbergasted that match wasn't trending. Please check that match out on YouTube. Amazing. Amazing match. Oh, can't talk about it enough about it. Roy Orphan, I'm not going to. Because probably black people didn't see it because it's not trending. <laughs> Give fucking I, I think I, I I think that's the problem though is the fact that oh, yeah. on a, as yeah. you mentioned a Z a Z list network. We've talked about it many times. It's, it, that's their biggest problem. Not they're not getting too many eyes. I think they're getting a lot of eyes on like the clips on YouTube and stuff. Right. Social medias. Actually watching sit down eight to nine eight to ten watching Impact Wrestling live on Access TV AXS TV. Check your local networks. The the social media so I I trust me I follow social media quite a bit. Do you? They're they're you so, mentioned that <laughs> their social media game is not that strong but although what tends to get the most hits for them is back with tna that when they put on the soldier matches oh of course yeah so the, that, that, that gets, that's what people know not people are getting right that, product chance they do post that, clips that, in that, there. that's good most hits yeah but uh that match was just almost an hour on two-hour program josh alexander mike bailey great match definitely do yourself a favor and check it out anyway mark schwan and you go home talk to you my friend well, buddy, like you know, we're talking before, and uh, you know, I kind of get bummed out for you, man. Like we, we're talking a lot about you know what's trending, and that whole rant you had about impact. Yeah, you, we're talking a little bit off the air. You know, your boy Baron Corbin, Miz, the people you want to talk about, they're not trending, man. You, you're pretty down about this. You yeah. okay? You want to talk? No, because way over fucking time, we're like over, like way over. But no, I don't want to talk about it. I don't understand how JBL, a wrestling god, comes back. Barrett Corbin gets repackaged, and it's like must-see TV, and no one's talking about it. Shout-out to our boy, Joey Ace, for being another appearance on Raw, to, by the way. I was about to say, Joey Ace. I'm sitting, to see him on there. I'm sitting good. there. I'm sitting there like, is that, is, that, is, that, is that Joey Ace without a beard? I've never seen him without a beard. Right? I know. So, it's weird to see. I'm like, let me take a picture of it. Because he was great. All these facial reactions, engaging with people. Like, he just, he was like, he stole the show. I'm like, all right, so it's a couple pictures. I'm like, uh, is that, is that Tim? That I see on his post, he's reposting stuff. I'm like, that was him. Yeah. It wasn't even the tri state no. area. I forget where it was, but it wasn't even in the tri- It was in DC. Yeah. Uh, and props to Becca as well. Uh, she was the other dealer. Oh, okay. She was, also on, she was also on AEW uh, Dark that same week against Athena. So props to her. Nice. Good to see any talent, man, doing their thing. 
but uh, yeah, buddy, I, I figured you know I, I and, see a little bone uh, here. Er- Eric that. Young was murdered on TV, and now Diener's leading violent by design, which is now called design because he was the design. Great, oh man, give Impact a chance. Hashtag that. <laughs> Speaking of giving promotions a chance, guys, check out if you're in the New Jersey, New York area, tri-state area, check out BCW December seventeenth. Uh, we're not just saying that just because we're doing commentary for the show. Uh, we're saying it because we generally love BCW because they have treated us so well. And plus, they have some great competitors there. Uh, Christmas with a Vengeance, December 17th, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Doors open at 2 o'clock. The show is at 3. The, the headliner there, we have Ruthless Lala defending her women's championship against Brittany Blake. Nice. We have Anthony Gangone defending for the first time the Grand Dragon Championship against Saeed Al-Sabah. That's a big name right there. Brandy Lawrence coming back. Ooh. She's going to be facing Nick, Nikki Duke, big up-and-comer. Darius Carter, as we talked about before, facing Steve Monsamak. That's going to be a heavy, heavy-hitting match right there. Vinny Pacifico is going to be in action against Daniel Alexander. Uh, now today, Christina Marie versus uh, Journey Burke. What a, what, am I saying? what a last couple of matches Christina Marie has been put on, has been putting on BCW. Can't wait. Dude. Did you see what that, the clip trending up yep. with this the slap off man? Like oh. we called commentary for that match, and dude, that was that was heavy hitting. Yeah, literally, she's spectacular, man. I, I I love what Christine Marie brings in that ring. I feel like I'm missing a match or two, but like th- this is the card that's being set up here. It, it's a fabulous card. It's going to be the the last show of the year. Uh, then followed up by that, it's going to be the, the first show of the year, 2023. Two weeks later, that is two weeks later. BCW. You two months. No, you have to wait two weeks. Right. Welcome to the New Year, January 1st. Same spot, Richfield Park, New Jersey. Doors again open at 2 o'clock. Show is at 3. Can't wait. You mentioned earlier this is our last show of the year. Mark, uh, Merry Christmas, buddy. Ready for the baby's first Christmas? Oh, my Lord. Does it change your view I, on Christmas I, I, at all? I, I, am I mean, you've been Ebenezer before not, the show started. We're talking about you're a huge Ebenezer. You're hating on Christmas big time. No, I'm not hating but on now, Christmas. But now. I'm hating, I'm hating on gift giving. We have a baby. Her eyes are going to light up. you got to introduce her to the whole Santa Claus thing. Magical time, my friend. Magical, magical time. No, no, Please no, enjoy no. it. No, can, can, can I just say this? No, I, I refuse to have my baby sit on a stranger's lap who is most likely homeless, an alcoholic, using drugs or whatever. It, it, the germs right now, we got COVID, we have the flu, we have RSV going. I'm not putting my baby on a stranger's lap. That's disgusting. Right. Clearly, you're a new parent. This is your first child. You don't put a baby on Santa Claus's lap, dick. <laughs> That's like three or four years down the road. Still, even then, even, even then, okay? like there's even some places, then. even some places still don't do Santa Claus thing. They put Santa Claus like in a snow globe and he stands outside a snow globe, which is kind of weird. That's fine. Let's do that. Sign me up for that. But I was really, really insensitive what you said about the Santa Claus community. They have to go to school and learn stuff for that. You just call them like a bunch of homeless alcoholic drunks. Really insensitive. That's at okay, Mark Schwan. At your sorry. favorite actor, people. Your favorite actor, Mark Schwan. If you're offended, hit him up. Chances are. Chances are not all. According to who? According to who? I actually, I actually do know one Santa Claus guy that that is Santa Claus. And he's homeless. Who is drug addict? No, no, he's he's a very good human being. So your market share is diminished. But anyway, Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas to you as well, buddy. Can't wait to see that baby. Got some gifts for him. Finally, finally, can't wait to meet her. Can't wait. Other than that, any plans for New Year's? No, except for BCW. Welcome to the New Year. That's how it's done, my friends. That's how it's done. So for Mark Schwann, for Steve Monster Mac, I bring your host at Mark Jeff Buddy. Until next year. 
Potty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>